cool. Hi, Darren. Hey, Jake. You want to just get into what's wrong? Because you're in a sour mood today. So, Super Bowl fucking, what was it, 52? 53. 53. Super Bowl 50 fucking three. You know, I was working... And, uh, so I, I only caught, you know, the first half of the game, um, didn't really care much about, didn't really care much about either of the teams, just kind of wanted the Patriots to lose, but, you know, I kind of knew, I knew they were going to win. That's not why I'm mad. So... As everyone knows, Darren moved to LA and he's a huge Rams fan now. Before I, cause I had, I was at work and they sent me on a run. Uh, after the first half, but I was able to watch the halftime show, which um. involved Maroon Five and Travis Scott and Big Boy. All right. Now, before I will preface this by saying, before the the Super Bowl halftime show began. There was a petition to to get uh, uh, "Sweet Victory" to be played, um, the SpongeBob, the SpongeBob song. Yes, it, I mean it was made before SpongeBob, but then it was created into a classic by SpongeBob. And this was all in this was supposed to be in honor of its creator Steven Hillenburg. And I saw the petition. I didn't sign it, so you know, because I was like, oh, they, I laughed it off. I said. You know, they're not going to do it. It's not going to happen. Uh, it's, a, it's a silly thing, and I appreciate... I, I like the gesture, but it's not going to happen. Come the halftime show, Adam Levine's prancing around with a guitar that he doesn't touch, and all of a sudden, SpongeBob pops up. I'm, I'm, I'm saying, wow, this, this, this is actually going to happen. They're actually going to play Sweet Victory. And I, for a moment... I got insanely excited, and it was all for naught, Jake, because you want to know why? Because Pickle Mode started playing, right? Right when they started chiming in, right when they started the trumpet line in that video, Pickle Mode started playing. And it, it was all for naught, Jake. It was all for naught. So I'm a little bit sore about that. You know, it's like anything that you think is good that is going to happen is forever is forever sealed into a pit of nothingness by fucking pickle mode. You know, it's like you uh it's like someone says, "Oh, hey, you you know, you, uh, you, you got your lottery numbers. They start reading the first numbers and they're, they all match. And then pickle mode starts playing and the last number doesn't match. And you know why? Because pickle mode started playing. Travis Scott shows up. He's auto tuning the word. Yeah. You sit there, you sit there in defeat all because of pickle mode. Jake, was there another issue with your recording just now?
So is this I So Jake's going to figure out his computer. Um last uh last week when I, you know, it's usually either Jake or myself who edits these things. And last week cuz sometimes I hand it off to uh to Skexis. He's um he's a demon prince who lives in my in my laundry room. He edits sometimes. Um, and last week, Jake handed it off to me, and it was the only time, the only time that Jake has ever given me a perfect audio file where he wasn't peeking, his audio didn't sound like a total bag of shit, and there was no cuts. Like, there wasn't, there weren't any random cuts where I had to figure out a way to engineer the podcast. So that it didn't sound like Jake was just cutting out and his computer didn't die. And then we came in 30 minutes later on a, on a different topic. And now, uh, while Jake is figuring out how to fix this issue that he's going through uh, on his computer, he's just leaving it up to me to fill time. And uh, he says he knows how to fix this, fix it this time, but boy, is it taking him a while. Is it taking him a very long time to fix this? My guess is he thought he knew how to fix it, and then he found out that it, what he thought was actually wrong, and then he had another idea, and he's doing, he's working on that right now. Jake, he just said you couldn't be more wrong here, bro. I don't know if he's even recording. I imagine he's not. So, I got in here. I was ready to start this podcast. <laughs> and I'm ready to go, you know? Um, I, I give Jake too much shit. I mean, it does happen a lot less for me. Uh, however, um, uh, it, uh, it has happened to me before. You know, I have cut out of an audio file and, um, you know, rarely, but, you know, Jake's just Jake. I thought he had a system and he does not have it together. I've now been filling time for seven minutes almost. Uh, Jake, we can't do that because I have. I, I just explained to everybody why I am angry. And now I'm starting to feel like we're not even going to we're not even going to cast today. Jake's saying his problem is that his computer. Uh, where uh, where? I'm going to the hard drive he's recording onto is too full. So he just needs to delete some files real quick. But he's having a hard time finding the files to delete real quick. Here here, here he goes. I'm just going to narrate. I'm going to try and, to the best of my ability, recite everything that Jake is saying. Um, what else to talk about? Darren's stupid. Jake says that he figured it out. 
Are you recording now? And he's frozen again. Place your bets now, folks. How long am I going to have to fill time before Jake finally figures it out? Jake, we're... <laughs> it is, it is. And you should be ashamed of yourself. The thing is that um, my... Okay, I'm, I'm going. I think it's fine. The thing is that my recording... I really don't want to go over why I'm mad again. My recording... Listen, listen, listen. My recording works the whole time you were talking about the Spongebob thing. And even you then... What? You weren't even talking, though. I know, Are but Are you I, recording now? Yes, I'm recording now. Darren. So, you're recording now to explain why we shouldn't be recording. I why, have, why we should trash everything. I have... I'm not saying trash everything. I'm saying trash everything after the Spongebob thing. Everything after you kept saying pickle mode. I also <clears throat> have cause to be mad about the Super Bowl. Why is that? Well, as everyone who listens knows, I live in Boston, Massachusetts, the same state in which the Patriots play. Uh, so I'm at work wait, on Jake, Sunday. Wait, Jake, wait, wait a second. No, it's not. Those are the New England Patriots. How could it possibly be the same, the same place if it's, yeah, explain that. I just want to explain to the listeners. Jake's uh, Jake's really got to heat up that that computer. He's got to I he's got to get like a ceramic heater or something to heat that compu- heat that bad boy up. Um, I feel like this episode is going to be mostly me this time, so I'll just go over what I did this week without Jake until as he's figuring that out. Um. So this week, uh, I pretty much worked the whole week um, during my time off. I, I, I had actually, no, 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 not this week, but this upcoming week, starting tomorrow, I will be working a full week of nothing but 12 hour days, probably more than that each day. Um, Going to be very lucrative for me. However, uh, hopefully not soul crushing. Um so I'm gonna be a busy boy. This last week, I'm trying to think of what I did. I, uh, well, I went to improv class. Um, I got to see. I went. I had an experience at the Hollywood ArcLight, which we can get into when we start going into movies. Um, and I, I, uh, yeah, I just had a really strange week um darren i the thing is that i was using audition like are you recording now yes i'm recording now i was using it all weekend to work on some files and everything was working fucking gravy for me and now i get a minute into a recording and things are just going to shit to shit in a hand shit to shite as the uh as 21 savage would say which we'll get into later yeah uh, by the way, this is Snickles, your number one 21 Savage cast, uh, all 21 Savage news, uh, well, up until this point it has been, but now that we know he's an international criminal, we can't support that. 
Um, yeah, now 22 and 23 Savage both have a lot of ammo in their arsenal to beef with 21. That's so funny that, like, I, I, not a lot of people remember that, but 20, there, when 21 Savage was just coming to, when he was coming to the top, when he was rising to the top, there were two other rappers named 22 and 23 Savage, whose entire sole goal was to diss 21 Savage. And then 21 Savage just started topping charts, baby. And then guess what? 22 and 23 fell off. Is this a bit? No, this is real. This is, you can look it up. Really? This is real <laughs> stuff. 22 and 23 Savage. 22, I actually, I think 23 Savage just existed to diss 22 Savage. For dissing 21 Savage. <laughs> I don't know if they were huh. actually that age, though, but I know 22 Savage solely existed to diss 21, Sa- 21 Savage. That's, like, a really weird thing to do. I, f- I bet he's feeling fucking vindicated now, though. Yeah. He's like that Dashboard Confessional song. He actually helped them write that song. Um, vindicated. Um... So Jake, now that your audio is going is you know solid as a rock, just going to it's just going to stay recording the entire podcast. I am 100% sure of that. It's guaranteed going to happen, Darren. Um or my name isn't Jake Smith. Uh what finish your Super Bowl thought. Okay, so I was at work on Super Bowl Sunday. Uh it was wicked slow. Wicked as is a new as thing Bostonians would say, okay, you're turning into a yeah. full Bostonian. Yeah. Uh, I took a break from work to go buy myself a uh, quesadilla. I saw a couple minutes of the game as they were beginning there. And I didn't watch any of the rest of it because I just didn't care. I get off of work. I check my phone and the game is like... Has 30 seconds left, so I'm like, oh, perfect timing. I get on the bus, and I start towards my home, and uh, all of a sudden, there's, like, a cop in barricades and shit, and they're like, oh, yeah, the bus has to stop. They're, like, shutting off all traffic to the area. So I'm like, whatever. I just, all I want is to go home and to have a McFlurry. Because sometimes after a long day, I worked from 12 to 10, so it was a 10-hour day. Sometimes you just want to make flurry, you know? So I'm like, fuck, I got to walk home the rest of the way. It takes like 10 minutes. I get home. And the, the path to the McDonald's by my house is shut off. But I can see the lights that the McDonald's are on. So I'm like, well... Wait, they shut off just- the path? Like they sh- they just, there's like a, a path switch and they just shut it to off? Yeah, definitely what happened. Okay. Well, because, like... Boston's a weird place, dude. I think because I live right by Fenway, they just, like, don't want fans to gather around here. And we lost Jake's audio for this portion. Isn't that great? (laughs) They were just saying never change. That's That's the main thing they wanted to tell you. All right, Jay. Well, <laughs> it's uh, thanks for listening, guys. It's been a real fun podcast. Um, 
really happy about uh, the progress that Jake and I have made in our um, in our goddamn conversation. It's been it's been a it's been a long journey for both of us. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know what else to say. Um, it's it's just been. It, it, it's been a lot of fun. We've heard a lot of stuff from Jake. Um, I think he just shut his entire computer off. Yep, he did. So I lost all connection to him. So now I'm going to fill time until he calls me back. Um, but uh, your boy's doing okay. His back hurts. Been working a lot. I mean, the past... Let's see. The past... Three days have been 14-hour days. And then before that, I was working... I worked a little bit of... I worked kind of a... Uh, like a really short day on Thursday, I believe. It was like a two-hour day. Maybe three-hour day. And uh, before that, I was working more 14-hour days. I think yesterday was actually a 15-hour day. So, your boy got some cash, but, you know, still... Not the most fruitful thing ever. Um, having lots of uh, lots of existential crises lately with my job and my career path. Uh, I'm kind of starting to get some buyer's remorse from going to film school. I kind of feel that it is a nothing degree. Um, it almost feels like. Um, People just go to uh, any, I mean, I've heard that most art schools degrees are essentially useless. I mean, especially in today's day and age, like so many people are doing it. And really the best way to show that you have art skills is by getting art jobs and making stuff. Um, and I'm in an industry where to make things, you kind of need to know people and have money. And that's exactly why I do what I do. I do the soul crushing labor of PA work. And I think, and I'm, I'm told PA work isn't always supposed to be soul crushing. And I have worked on a lot of sets where it's not soul crushing. It's actually quite nice. Um, but the work I've been doing lately for the most part is it's, it's pretty rough. Um, it's like working for an uncle with a coke habit. Um, everybody, like, th this particular company, um, there's never enough money. Um, uh, they always pretend that they love you. And um, it's really heartbreaking when you find out that they don't. Because they always, they, they talk the talk of, like, we got your back. PAs are the backbone of the production. And then they pull shit like, uh, uh, like they'll blame you for things that you didn't do and you have no knowledge of. Like what? Like moving a C, like uh, moving a C stand. Uh, I got screamed at, chewed out for moving a C stand. Jake, well, are you recording? Darren, Jake's why would back, you, guys. Why would you move the C stand? Jake's back. Are you recording, Jake? Yes, I'm recording. God damn it. Darren, should we just start this whole thing over? <laughs> or are you really gonna... What, what are you playing? I'm just really... 
Jake just comes in right when Pickle Mode starts playing, and that's my disappointment for the day. Jake is like a redheaded stepson. I don't want to restart the podcast. Okay. Um, Look, Darren, I'm sorry. We're already so deep, and I've already give, expelled so much information. I filled time so well while you were gone. Okay, well, I'm proud of you, and I'm sorry that this is happening. I'm doing my best, okay? I'm, I'm just saying... Uh, I'm not, I don't want to restart it, because I've already filled so much time. Look, I don't come on here talking about how Darren never tries to set up recording times, how I have to be the one to do it. Jake. What? How is that a, how is that a, you literally just text me, like, you text me, and then like five minutes later I say, okay. Yeah, but you you never text me asking if I can record. Yes, I do. I did last week. You never make the first move, Darren. I did. I did last week. I can show well, you. How is that supposed to make me feel? I'm just some second thought to Darren. Anyway, the, the McDonald's, I couldn't get there. And then after the cops were gone, I go there and it's closed. And then I went there yesterday and the fucking McFlurry machine was broken. Yeah, I Darren, I don't give a shit. Tuesday. That wasn't even you saying let's record. You said I can't record until Tuesday. That's not helpful. Yeah, yeah it is. Because you know, you know now not to text me on Sunday or Monday and to text me on Tuesday. But then on Tuesday, I had to text you asking when you could record. Yeah, because we both have schedules. Jake, and then look at how, how long did it take me to text you back and be like, I don't know. Ten uh, minutes. Ten yeah, whole ten minutes. Ten minutes. Ten minutes. And then I said, oh, and and by the way, I'm the one who makes the time and says three-ish. You were asking what time. I said three-ish. And because then, you're all, anytime I give you a time, you're like, no. I have to watch the Broncos you game. Did that, you did that for this literal meeting right here. I said noon, and you said no, one. And I said... Okay. Darren, it's been a beautiful day here in Boston. It's like 62 degrees. It was- I woke up and it was really shitty. I went to take a shower and I come out and now it's really beautiful. A little bit of gray now, but. That's how, th- you know what? That's how things go. You're a shitty, ugly baby, and then you get beautiful, and then you turn gray, and no one loves you. That's a metaphor for life, Darren. Jake, what happened to the pol- the, the, the polar vortex that I keep hearing about that's up in your area? It's gone, baby. Is it officially gone? I don't fucking know. What do I look like, a meteor? Yeah. Ologist? No, you look like a meteor. You look like Swiss cheese. I look like a meteor version of you. If you ever <laughs> hit the gym. You do look like a meteor version. You maybe you gotta lay off those McFlurries, Jake. Darren, if you listen to the story, I didn't get my McFlurry. And that's what's chapping my bum. But you had a McFlurry As last time Savage and you explained <laughs> we've revisited <laughs> You we've revisited McFlurries twice within the last two episodes or maybe three episodes, but still I'm not the one introducing the McFlurry talk. That's you, pal. Okay? So we can all deduce that you love McFlurries. Yeah. 
you know how you can deduce that? Because I'm a human being who has taste buds. Show me someone who doesn't love a McFlurry, and I'll show you someone who is living a mediocre I, life. I know. Well, that's I agree with that, <laughs> but I know several people who don't like McFlurries or well, anything. Well, I know that several has. people who have mediocre lives. Yeah. Darren, you're being a real tosser, as Twenty One Savage would say. <laughs> Okay, I was looking at 22 Savage as my computer was restarting. He called his first album Savage Mode, just like 21 <laughs> Savage did. Like, how is that even allowed? Also, yeah, he was charged with murder. 22 Savage was? Yeah. <laughs> oh, he, dude, he, he, he changed might be his harder name than, again. He might be harder than 21. He changed his name. Two years to tw- ago. To what? Young 21. Wait, but he can't really... I mean, he wouldn't really still be relevant, though. Young 21, that seems like... Like, there's no... 21 Savage definitely 100% won that fight. He won that battle. Why would he double down by literally picking the same number? Darren, I don't... It's not even doubling down at this point. He named his first song, like, one of the singles off of Savage Mode. He named his first album Savage. He's, like, <laughs> quintupling down at this point. He's Bizarro Mode, dude. That's He's Bizarro 21 Savage. He needs to name his album Bizarro Mode. Jake, what'd you do this week? Uh let's do a brief let's do this one brief because we don't have a lot of time before we start talking uh entertainment. Darren, I really didn't Talk do a whole lot this week, if I'm being honest. I already told my McFlurry story. Um, okay. I can't remember what else. Oh, I went to that Celtics game. Boston. Oh, I saw Celtics. that on your I thought I saw that on your story. Yeah. It was cool. A lot of fans came up to Did me. Did 303 all- show up during the halftime show? No, unfortunately not. We were all hoping. But a lot yeah. of fans just like talking to me the whole game and I was like, "Look guys, it's nice to see you all. Always great to meet fans, but I'm trying to watch the game here like Yeah. I you just so, couldn't keep them off you. Yeah, I sort of get like how uh celebrities feel. Yeah. Cuz I've been through the exact same thing as them now. Cuz you are one, yeah. Yeah. You are one now. I might be the most it's funny famous how you, guy in Boston. It's, it's, yeah, it's weird how you are getting a lot of celebrity love, but I am on literally the same podcast as you, and people actively hate me. Well, they, Darren, I think we all know why that is. I don't understand you it. You have shitty taste in the movie Halloween. It's 2018. <laughs> I think you do, but I don't think that's... I mean... That's what everyone kept coming I up thought, to me saying. They were like, Jake, you made some very good points about Halloween, and Darren just wasn't listening. Yeah, someone threw a knife at me and it hit the, it hit my house. It stuck into the side of my house while I was walking, and they said Halloween, Halloween sucks. And I was like, I like that's one of my favorite holidays. I didn't know they were talking about the movie. Yeah, and but then they clarified, not the 1978 one. <laughs> yeah, <as> they were <laughs> driving away, and I was like, that must have been a good Halloween for that person. I, they seem a little young. Oh, by the way, something, not even really close to that happened. But the closest <laughs> thing that 
<laughs> closest, closest thing that's ever been that happened been that to me happened last night uh i came home from work and like as soon as i i get out of my car i throw some stuff away go up to my mailbox start looking at mail and then i just hear a dude like probably it sounded like it was like a mile away just like unload a pistol on something oh just like, yeah i saw your story it was just like clap 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 it was it was and i like a lot of people shoot off fireworks out here and i can tell i've i've kind of recognized the difference between a gun and a firework and like fireworks you know they they'll they echo more that was like one too fast and two too furious too furious to be a firework. Um, it was probably Jared Goff shooting Todd Gurley for being shitty. <laughs> so I anyway, right? Super Bowl 53 was a train wreck. That was the worst Super Bowl I have ever seen half of. And one of the worst halftime shows I've ever seen. I mean, sweet, it was like probably not as victory. probably not as yeah, exactly. Probably not as cringy as the one with Coldplay, but it was definitely more disappointing. You know, the only reason that that day was bearable is hearing that 21 Savage is British and seeing all the memes that came out from it. <laughs> uh, the thing is, at least the Coldplay one, we all knew it was just going to be Coldplay, and everyone knows how they feel about Coldplay. Everyone knows what Coldplay is. But... Maroon 5, there was the promise of sweet, sweet victory, like, in the air. And, like, I never thought it would happen in a million years. Me neither, but, but I then, did when I saw Spongebob come up. Then they tease us with, like, they're like, we know what you want. You want to see Spongebob for half a second. <laughs> they cucked us, dude. They cuckolded us. Yeah. They Spongebob cucked us. Yeah. It was a Spongebob cucking. Yeah, so everyone was pretty disappointed in that. Uh, let's talk. Let's review some things. Well, I would like to review Super Bowl Sunday itself. Um, uh, so Super Bowl was bad. Work wasn't the funnest either, and it rained all day in LA. It's been raining quite a bit out here. My radiators so, are like going real crazy right now. But the only thing. Sorry. But the only thing to save that day was hearing that 21 Savage is British. And yeah. so that being said, it gets a it gets a 6 out of 10. Okay. It, yeah. Um, Super Bowl Sunday got a six, 6 out of 10 for me. I'm going to give it a 3 out of 13 for reasons that should be obvious. Just how the yeah. day went. Yeah. Bro, it's 60 degrees. Why are my radiators doing anything? They, my radiators won't be on during the day when it's like it sounds like they're out. it sounds like they're taunting you like they're getting ready to attack you yeah when it's 12 degrees out they'll just be off all day but now that it's 60 they're like you know what jake needs let's just <laughs> be clunking in the background of his podcast so i saw a post today on facebook it was an article by vice uh, and normally I like Vice. I mean, Vice has some stuff that I agree with. It has some stuff I disagree with. You know, I'm a person and I have opinions. Vice has their own opinions. However, this was, this felt a little bit ridiculous. I feel like Vice sometimes goes a little bit too hard in like, 
protection of people, uh, like trying to basically demonizing people who laugh at things. This, this for instance, was an article that was like, 21 Savage is an actual person, not your meme. And its whole thing was like, its whole point was like, he just got deported, his visa ran out, and he is getting, he's being separated from his children. And I was like, dude, it's not like 21 Savage doesn't have money to relocate his entire family and put, li- have them live with him. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like... I felt very little Savage, sympathy. The illegal immigrant got <laughs> deported. <laughs> it's... It, it was... It, it's... I felt very little sympathy because his life... They, they were saying, like, his life is ruined now. No, it's fucking <laughs> not. <laughs> You're being a little bit dramatic, Vice. 21 Savage is going to be absolutely fine. Yeah, and, like, he knew about this for 13 years. Like, his visa <laughs> lapsed in 2006, right? It's not like... I heard, Yeah, 13 years ago, I think, yeah. Like, I... I feel the same way about how I feel about, like, the people who went to Firefest. Like, yeah, that is a shitty situation that these real humans are in, but also, like... Put some perspective on it. Like, this dude... <laughs> all these people are rich. They're still in the Bahamas. Like, they're not dying. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to be fine. His family is going to be okay. And not only are they going to be okay, they're going to be okay for the rest of their fucking lives. Okay? Just letting you know, Vice. And honestly... 21 Savage is a much bigger deal right now than he was a week ago. Like, <laughs> yeah, this he's is getting great publicity so much him. publicity for this. <laughs> and for a dude, and like, he's probably, I mean, knowing like how much he has had fun with memes in the past, it's likely that he's having a lot of fun with the jokes that people are making about him right now. I mean, yeah, it might be, I understand if he's going through a change and he might be a little bit, he might be a little bit ruffled. His feathers might be ruffled from going to, through this big change. But once again, he's he probably care, he probably is he's gonna be fucking he's gonna be okay, Vice. Just just don't worry, okay, Vice. Um. Anyway, Jake, did you see these scary stories to tell in the dark trailer during the Super Bowl? Have you did you see any of them? The the TV spots. Uh, no, I didn't. I I saw that uh, Guillermo DT is making the movie, but I didn't, I don't know, like, anything beyond that, really. Yeah, so, it looks really, really fucking scary. And I'm really surprised. I mean, it, it only showed, like, I think 12-second clips for each each TV spot. But, I mean, I used to read those books as a kid, and I remember, like, the Big Toe story, which is one they showed. Uh, there's the the Pale Lady. That one was pretty terrifying. The, uh, what was it, the Gangly Man? That's not one I remember. Um, that was in one of the trailers. And then the other one was the Face Spiders, which I do remember. It was a girl who finds spiders in her face. It's really terrifying. Do you think this movie's going to be good? 
I hope so. I think that anything... The thing about Guillermo del Toro is that I think that anything he's really attached to, people just kind of automatically love it. Uh, yeah. And I think it's because he he's really visceral. He does a really good job with, uh, with world building. You know, I'm not the biggest Pacific Rim fan, but I think that when he can, he can definitely make something look really scary. And in the trailers, it looks really scary. I think we, we haven't seen really anything in terms of story yet. So I don't know what the storyline is. However, if it sticks to the books, then they can't, they have the potential to make some really, truly terrifying little shorts. I don't know how they would do it in a movie i feel like it probably should have been a series but we'll see and i'm kind of excited i'm very excited about it if it's anything like shape of water it's gonna be two hours long and nothing's gonna happen (laughs) jake we already know that things happen a girl loses her toe her big toe dude oh that's a good point i just look darren it just chaps my bum that we don't get to see the fish dick in Shape of Water. Like, if you're going to have a fish man who has a penis that can go inside of a woman, we need to see that. Wasn't it like an alligator? Like, didn't they try to insinuate that it was like an alligator dick? I don't care what kind of dick it is, Darren. I need to see it. So you... I think it would have been especially a... Uh, it would have been an especially visual scene you know very seared into people's memories if it if they showed the because you know how an alligator's dick is right you know so an alligator penis is like a vagina with a little penis hidden inside it so there's two little flaps okay yeah it's like this jake's not looking yes i'm looking darren it's like that yeah that's what she she does that she yeah she mimes it coming out of that yeah yeah, Darren, that's... I'm about to do something very special. Okay. Lay it on us. I've, uh, I have this Magikarp in Pokemon Go. Are you going to sell it? I'm about to evolve it into a Gyarados. Turn on the sound. Okay. We don't, we don't get paid for this. You can play whatever you want. I don't think that that's true. I think you can. I, uh, I hold think on. We just can't monetize this episode. Hold on. I have to turn the sound on in the settings. I didn't know I would want to do, like, uh, jazzercise to this song. Jake is Jake is getting up. Look at him. Jake is getting out of his seat, and he's starting to do some twists. You ready, Darren? I'm ready. Oops, one, I pressed two, no. Three, four. One, two, three, four. And Jake has twisted his Magikarp. Oh my gosh. Here we go. He's about to get a Gyarados. Wow. What if it just died? What if you could... What, <laughs> you could, what if there was a chance that when you try to evolve a Pokemon, it dies? Darren, Pokemon don't die. They just faint. I've got a Gyarados. He's, he has Gyarados now. Okay. Uh, should we talk about some movies, Darren? Yeah. I tried to segue nicely by the scary stories thing. I know, but 
I no, just... I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying your Pokemon Go thing was, but I, I, I uh, you were doing a was, good job. Was bad. It was good. No, it was good. I'm glad you did that. I think you did good, Darren. I'm glad that you told you were talking. You about did that. a great job, Jake. I'm proud you of you. You did a fucking great job. You talked about I'm something that you. I'm interested in, and that has to I'm... do with the show. And you showed me something that you are passionate about, and I wish I still played, and I'm happy for you. Okay? Fine. Fine. That's fine. Whatever. What'd you see? What'd you see? Uh, I didn't go to the theaters this week. This is the first time in a long time that I haven't been to the movie theaters. I've been First very time, busy. long time. Yeah. But, uh, I did see the movie Scream. I saw the movie I Know What You Did Last Summer. And I read the script for The Strangers, a movie that I'm pretty sure you're passionate about, too, that I think we've talked about before. Yeah, we've talked about it on the first episode, I believe. Yeah. And then we talked about it later on a later episode. I don't know which one, though. Yeah. So what did you see, Darren? I saw... Boy, I, I, I watched more than I usually do. I watched uh, Free Solo. Okay. I watched... Um, uh, the I binge watched all of uh, the entirety of Killer Mike's Trigger Warning, and I saw the American Meme, and I, I rewatched Drive. I haven't seen Drive in a while, and I watched oh, it again. Oh yeah, I, I just love that movie. I don't I don't want to rate it or anything. I just love that movie. I love that movie also. It's very good. <clears throat> I'll give we it can a talk Ryan. About, I want to talk about the director in a later episode, but we'll do that later. I'll give it a Ryan Gosling out of Brian Cranston. That's a good. That's pretty good. Um, I don't know what Killer Mike's trigger warning. I don't know what that is, and I don't know what American Meme is. Well, they're both on Netflix. They're both Netflix exclusives, and uh, Trigger White Trigger Trigger Mike's Killer Morning is a um, it's a social experiment show. It's a reality show. Uh, Killer Mike, you know the rapper Killer Mike of Run the Jewels. I know Killer Twenty Two. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Killer Killer Tim. Uh, yeah, so Killer Mike of Run the Jewels. He's a rapper, uh, and he does all these social experiments. Uh, some of which are really interesting. My favorite might be the one. I mean. The, he it's 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 it was a really hit or miss show because there were some episodes where I was like, that's a good premise. You should run with that. Most of them were good at really good episodes. Some of them I don't even remember. Um, like I would have to think really hard to remember. Anyway, he starts off the first episode by uh, he sets the precedent for what the show is going to be by um, living in living like how a black man would have lived in the 1930s, 1940s meaning that it was still segregation and he could only, he was only allowed to use black businesses to do everything. So they took all of the food out of his refrigerator. He could only buy food from black company, from black owned companies and he couldn't smoke any black weed. Uh, He had a tour. He was doing a show in Athens where he had to tour on a black-owned tour bus, I believe. <laughs> and then, yeah, it was it was really interesting, and it made life a lot harder for him. Um, yeah. And, black I mean, people used to have it, it rough, and now race is fixed in America. 
as hard as it could be for someone who is as rich has as much money as Killer Mike. But there was one where he he noted like the theory is that uh, people learn things better when um, they have a sexual thought attached to it. That's I, I've heard actually true. You actually retain information better when you have a sexual something sexual attached to it. So to create they created uh, educational porn where they were training to train adults in the workforce with porn. So they basically just showed gay and straight porn in this one video that kind of overarched on like how to fix household items, like install doorknobs, fix light switches, all while people were performing sexual acts on each other. Weird. It made lots of people very uncomfortable. I bet. <laughs> but uh, what I thought was really funny about the show was that... Uh, in the end, they essentially created a new state. They like Killer Mike bought a bunch of a lot of land, and they created a new. I, I don't know if he was trying to go for a new state or a new country. It was a new society called New Africa, and they got a bunch of name brands to sponsor them so they could use like Under Armour shirts, but they had to wear Under Armour shirts. <laughs> and they use a lot of they they use a lot of characters from previous episodes uh, to live in their state, and they had an election, um, uh, and yeah, it was just a lot of those episodes made me laugh so fucking hard. Some of them made me really uncomfortable, but I really think the show is worth a watch. Uh, I would give it an eight out of ten. It's a great, it's a pretty good reality TV show. Very interesting. I'm looking at yeah. it on IMDb and they have, you know how you can like look at the ratings for individual episodes? Yeah. It's 7.6, 7.2, and then 6.4, 6.0, So do you think that the second half of the season is like a lot worse? Um, there were, well, there's two episodes in the second half that I thought were hilarious namely the last episode i thought was really good and then the episode um i don't know if it was two one or two before it but it was it basically they he it's a weird on paper it's a weird idea that doesn't sound that funny but killer mike auditioned all these different people like a very diverse group of people and he wanted to make a musical supergroup to open for run the jewels and that it was terrible. Like the music they made was fucking <laughs> terrible. And like, uh, it consisted of people like black, white, Asian, Latino. There was a white nationalist in the same group <laughs> and it did not go well. Like, like they, it went surprisingly well for how that sounds. Yeah. But, um, it, uh, it still didn't go very well. Um, by, you know, all things considered. Uh, and then I think there, yeah, there's some chaff in between those episodes, but I still would laugh. I mean, even the episodes that I can't really remember, I, I, there were some good laughs. That's um, interesting. I'll check it out. Stuff. Yeah. I would just watch, you know, maybe a couple episodes if you like it, maybe binge the whole thing. I don't know, but yeah, I'd give it probably, I'd give it an eight out of 10. All right. Uh, because we brought it up, do you want to circle back to Fire? Is that what it was called? The Netflix one? 
and just talk about that for a minute real quick because I Fire? watched it sure. after we talked about it. I yeah. don't have all that much to add. Uh, but, like, there's some crazy moments in that. Like, spoilers for that because the setup is kind of not as interesting. But that dude was going to go suck dick to get them water. I, I knew you were about to mention <laughs> that. <laughs> like, he was legitimately getting ready to go suck a dude's dick so that they could have water at this festival. Here's the thing about that movie. I have a very bittersweet taste in my mouth now because you mention that the sucking dick thing, which is crazy, but it's also become a viral meme now. Like people are using that guy for like sucking dick memes. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of good ones, really funny ones out there. However, that movie was made by Jerry Media, who have recently been ousted as like the Carlos Men like Carlos Mencias of the internet. Oh and yeah. I'll get into Fat Jew later cuz he was on the he's he's a big part of the American meme. Um but uh like Fat Jew they got into some hot water for stealing people's jokes. However, Fat Jew handled it very he handled it pretty well. I mean, he took he credited when he was when people started saying he's stealing memes. Fadju went back and he credited all of the memes that he allegedly stole. I mean, he did steal them. And then Jerry Media is now getting ousted for stealing people's memes that they literally cut. If there's like a print on it or like a name attached to the video itself, they'll cut it out. They'll crop it out. Yeah, crop that water. And they make. And they make seventy five. They make like up to seventy five thousand dollars per video they post, and they're not crediting the person. Yeah. This could really, this could really help people. You know, build. You know, a, mm-hmm. a online presence, even help them get paid. But Jerry Media crops their names out, does not credit them, steals their stuff, and then. There's a screenshot of Vic Berger, who did, he used to do the Super Deluxe edits. They stole one of Vic Berger's posts a while back. One of the guys did. Not Fuck Jerry. He was an, an associate of Fuck Jerry. He works at that. He works for Jerry Media. Vic Berger DM'd him and was like, hey, you stole my stuff. Can you please credit me or delete the video? And the guy said, shut up. That's all he said. Shut <laughs> up. Period. And it's just, yeah, I mean, they're kind of scumbags. And they made that fired documentary so i'm glad you brought that up because i think that's important to mention that like yeah it's a decent it's a solid documentary but at the same time it's made by some pretty scummy people as far as we as far as i understand it now they're they're pretty they seem pretty bad Um, i don't like i like that doesn't seem to come into the movie like i feel like the movie doesn't steal so, it's weird. No, because, like, you're right. You're absolutely right. I yeah. I totally they agree just with what made you're a saying. Solid... Like the company itself is tainted. <clears throat> but they it, made a solid documentary. Yeah, it's weird. Like, how do you deal with those things? How, like, do you rewatch Usual Suspects if Kevin Sp- <laughs> like with Kevin Spacey being a monster, you know, or like, yeah, what about Bill Cosby sh- jokes or whatever, <laughs> like. You know? Yeah. It's, it's... It's something we have to deal with. And, like, before I knew... I watched the documentary before I knew about Jerry Media stealing all of uh, other people's stuff. 
Uh, and I, at, for a second, I was like, they're really, they're owning up to their mistakes here. They, you know, they marketed Firefest. Mm-hmm. They mention it in the doc that they did that. They kind of unapologetically do it. And now that I know about the scumminess, I thought of it as an ironic little twist they had. But now that I know about the scumminess and the fact that they unapologetically mentioned that they did it, uh... It kind of makes it a little different now. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how I feel. I mean, like, I do understand why they wouldn't apologize, because, like, they were just shooting models in the Bahamas. Like, they didn't know what the fest was going to be. No one fucking knew what it was going to be, even on the day of. The people involved didn't know. But, uh... Yeah. Like, yeah, it's one of those things, uh... I'm trying to remember what else, where else this came up recently, but, like... It doesn't take anything to apologize for, like, to just say, hey, we didn't know what was going to happen, but we're sorry that, like, our publicity might have, like, led you to this. That doesn't take anything. You're not going to lose anything from that. You'll, like, most likely get positive public, like, people liking you more. I don't know, man. Yeah. It's... It's yeah. It, it, it seems even more scummy when like people are calling them out on something, and they're still like, "No, fuck you, shut yeah. up." Period. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, yeah. Well, do you want? Do you have anything besides that? That's that's a deeper. That's a deeper layer of of the fire documentary. Would you? Sorry, I kind of no. You're call good. It a tangent, but no. It's that's do you, an do you have anything else to add on. about it? Uh, there's just a couple other things, like, the fucking guy who ran it, while he was, like, going through trial, started another scam, scamming the same people who he had scammed before, like, offering them, like, hey, you can buy tickets to Ferris Passion, god damn it, Paris Fashion Week, or shit like that, and, like, they record him talking about being a scumbag like telling it's fucking crazy yeah at first when i watched that i think as i mentioned before i was like oh he just made a mistake and then it got deeper into it and uh, and then like when that was revealed that was when i was officially like this dude's a fucking sociopath yeah he knows what he's doing and he doesn't care yeah the scene where he's like Call them and then hang up and then call again because people always pick up on the second ring or, like, the second time someone calls. Like, that's not the words of someone who genuinely wanted to put on a cool festival and, like, it didn't <laughs> work out. Yeah. Um, that was, like... I don't know, man. That was crazy. That whole thing. And, like I said, there it is... It is weird because, like, you feel bad for these people because... They're stuck in this place without, like, much food. And, like, their mattresses are soaked. And they're not getting what they expected. But also, they're, like, walking around with selfie sticks, like, to post on their YouTube channel all this stuff. It's, like, just such a funny juxtaposition. That is, like... That's almost the most comedic Black Mirror episode. Yeah! (laughs) could never be written. Uh, yeah, Billy McFarland, uh, 
maybe maybe you're a nice guy. You don't seem like a nice guy, and you're probably not listening to this podcast. You probably won't ever. But on the off chance that you stumble upon this podcast, stop listening. We do not want you to hear to. Uh, we don't want you as a fan. If you're one of our thirty listeners, fuck you. <laughs> yes, listening from prison. Uh, fuck off. Get help. Um. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and until you get help and stop being a scumbag, fuck you. I don't know that. I, I don't know that I believe that that's the sort of thing you can fix. But that's a whole another can of worms. Darren, yeah, let's maybe. talk about another movie. What do you <laughs> give Firefest? Uh, I'll you don't it, have to rate it. I'll give you it like a seven out of ten. Yeah. Because there were like, I think what lifts it up for me is that there were some moments that. Like, will really stick with me. Like, when uh, they're all trying to figure out what's going on, and Billy will just get on his ATV and just drive away. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's so funny. Or that guy who was ready to suck dick for water. Like, there was just a lot of moments in that movie that yeah. stuck with me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about another movie? Uh, yeah, you talk about something. I want to talk about Free Solo. Um, so my dad saw this a while back. He called me while I was at work one day, and he was like, Hey, I'm about to see that movie Free Solo. Uh, we'll see how it is. I didn't know what it was. I was like, oh, this did they the make a sequel to Solo? This is the movie about the rock climbing guy, right? Yeah. I was, like, I was like, oh, you're about to see the sequel to Solo? I didn't even know they were making it. So Han Solo, what did he do to get into prison? And then my dad was like, no, silly, it's a rock climbing video. That conversation definitely happened. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, after, so we talked about it after he was done, he texted me saying, you've got to see this movie. This movie is intense. So I was like, oh, yeah, I mean, I like obscure sports documentaries. I saw this movie, Desert Runners. I think I might have talked about it on the show briefly before. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's about people who do these, like, grueling long-distance runs. It's a group of people. And it was very good. It was just good. It, for some reason, I just like watching documentaries of people pushing themselves to, like, insane ex- insane extents. You know, like, uh, just going to their absolute limits. I For some reason, I just admire that in people. And Free Solo is... My dad was fucking right. Uh, this movie is crazy. It is one of the. It is one. It's, it's one of the most intense theater experiences I've ever had. Uh, I recommend seeing it on a big screen. Doesn't necessarily. I didn't see it in IMAX. I imagine it would be nuts if you did see it in IMAX. I recommend seeing this movie on a big screen as soon as you can. It is so good. Uh, it's like you, you know, or I guess you assume he's going to be okay, but like at the same time, you're so in the moment with him Mm -hmm. and like to see this guy who free solos, it's, he's a professional free solo climber, free solo, meaning you climb these gigantic thousands of feet high rocks with no rope, just chalk on your back, nothing. You just climb them and he he is the first person ever to ascend 
El Capitan in, I think, Yosemite National Park. It is a 14,000, I think it's a 14, no, it's, I think it's 15 or 16,000 feet high. Um, Jake, can you look that up, please? Elevation, Um, 7,573 feet. 7,000, okay. I thought it was a, I thought it was a 14,500. Still a crazy, treacherous rock to climb. It's the highest rock that anybody has ever free soloed. And this person has done it. Uh, He is a psychopath. During the movie, I had all these questions like, what is his family like? What does his family think? (laughs) Because he's a really interesting guy. He kind of strikes me as maybe having like Asperger's. Um, I I don't want to spoil too much unless you want me to, Jake. Um, I saw, like, a, it was, it was something on YouTube about him, and I remember seeing a YouTube comment, so, like, take this for what it's worth, but, (laughs) (laughs) all I remember is someone saying that, like, they watched an interview with him, and he seems, like, a little slow, like, he's just, like, he just doesn't have fear inside of him, and he's just, like, just wants to climb or something, like, that's do you want? How deep do you want me to go into this, Jake? Because I could spoil it. They're, they explain they, all the. Mo, I think all of the questions that I had during watching the movie, it answered essentially. I mean, is it a spoiler? Not really. I mean, it's not like talk about it. Just, it. It's just more entertaining to watch with, without knowing. But um, yeah, they did a they did an MRI scan on his brain and found out that his amygdala is less is harder to stimulate than the average is much harder to stimulate than the average person's amygdala, meaning that he gets adrenaline. It takes a lot more for him to get adrenaline. And they don't know when exactly that happened, if he was born with it or if it started to shrink like need more sensation like I guess needed more sensation after he started free soloing these giant mountains became a professional rock climber but you can definitely tell that he (laughs) is kind of emotionless in a lot of his conversations and uh he tries a relationship and everything i won't say too much about that i mean i think that's that's kind of an interesting thing to to look at um and uh the camera crew while i was watching even the trailer i was like how the fuck did the camera crew get all those shots and i found, i mean it's nat geo nat geo has like some of the best drones, stuff for like dude. drones drones but also the camera crew would climb with him on ropes and with a camera and they would just film him they would climb before him they would hike to the top and then they would rappel down with cameras and they would film him and there were points where the camera crew was like, dude, they they were talking about it and they were like, if he slips or anything, we don't want to be up there next to him when he slips because there's no way that none of us would feel like it's not our fault. Like, like it's our fault, I mean. Like, they would all collectively feel like they had a, a hand in killing him if he were to slip and fall and die. Yeah. So that almost made the stakes just as high for them to have that grief for the rest of their life that they like film their friend die and oh god it's such a roller coaster there's a specific part of el capitan that where he has to 
do a move and oh my goodness uh that particular part was when i i was hearing audible sighs and gasps in the audience it was almost like i was watching it in a full theater but there were in reality only about five other people in the theater with me (laughs) um free solo gets a 9.5 out of 10 for me uh it is a fantastic documentary i definitely recommend it um i also want to mention that the arclight pasadena hey arclight Make your movies cheaper. Why are they so expensive? How Why much is was everything it? there so expensive? Seventeen dollars. Wow. For that movie, and it wasn't even an IMAX. It was just a standard screen. A it was movie one of that's their not smaller even really screens. First run. I know. <laughs> and then I paid for. And then popcorn was like I bought a medium popcorn. It was like twelve bucks. Wow. For a medium popcorn, medium drink. Uh. So ArcLight, uh, why do you? Why are you so exclusive? Why do you only want rich people there or something? Come on. Free Solo was showing at the AMC by my house that I go to for a long time, and it's not there anymore, I don't think. Oh, I was gonna say if it's still at AMC, you should go. I'll uh, try to find. I'll try to watch it. You should because it sounds really interesting. I loved it. Um, but once again, I really like those obscure sports documentaries. Yeah. And by obscure sports documentaries, I don't mean the movie's obscure. I mean the sport is obscure. Rock climbing is kind of an ex- obscure sport to me. I think any <clears throat> sport is obscure if it's not like football, baseball, basketball, soccer. Exactly. Hockey. That's what I mean. Yeah. So, yeah. And even then, there are some interesting documentaries about like have you heard about there's people who play baseball as it was played like in 1890 so they like don't wear gloves they wear like button up flannel shirts that's renaissance shit right there baby yeah (laughs) that shit is crazy to me (laughs) yeah that's some that's some real shit right there so stuff like Uh, that Jake, what what else do you what, what did you see? Uh, let's talk about what Scream. else do you want to talk about? Let's talk about Scream. Uh, I don't know if we'll have time to talk about The Strangers, so I'm just gonna say, The Strangers is a very good horror movie. Uh, I read the script and like it's so tense. I was just like reliving the moments of watching that movie for the first time, and every time I watch it, I still feel like just as tense, even though I know what's gonna happen. It's yeah, oh man, yeah, yeah, really good movie. I, I think that is a highly underrated horror movie. Yeah, but let's talk about Scream because we haven't. I don't think we've talked about it on the show before. Scream is it's really cool because it's like satirizing horror movies while also doing exactly the same things it's satirizing. It's it's a fantastic movie. Yeah. Uh, I honestly think that Wes Craven, because of how he was with uh, how he transcended the the fourth wall in his films, uh, he might go down up there with like the writing greats, man. Like he could go, he could very well go. I in my mind, he could honestly go up there with like Hemingway and like Mary Shelley. Oh, 
Um, yeah, I think he could be up there with Hemingway and, like, Mary Shelley. Um, yeah, I, I mean, um, I think Wes Craven was a truly transcendent writer. And, uh, he just, uh, he was, he was doing it before, um, before Scream even, uh, you know, he had Wes Craven's new nightmare. Have you seen that, Jake? Are you on, are you, are you recording right now? He's not recording, so I'll answer for him. He has not seen it. And, uh, it's, he goes, he, it's just how he how he describes the premise of that film, like he has every opportunity to have it be the hokiest, shittiest explanation ever. And he just crushes it. It's such a creepy explanation for New Nightmare. And that's like, it's a really meta horror movie. And New Nightmare is scary it's like if scream was like went for all horror and then scream is like if horror went for horror but added some comedy some spice i think what makes scream so cool is like it's still a scary movie like there are still scary moments in it you know oh that's yeah i didn't by saying that i didn't know i know what you're saying scary i I just mean he he went more for the comedy on it yeah well do you know that he didn't write that movie he didn't write it no Kevin oh Williams my did. god oh i totally thought wes craven wrote that movie kevin williams uh wrote that movie he wrote uh i know what you did last summer that's and why you, you he also, also that. he also uh created dawson's creek kevin williamson i'm sorry oh dropping the on and he he created the following um vampire diaries he created Wow. It's like a lot of notable work. Yeah. Well, I mean, if he wrote... How early was Scream in his career? I'm trying to think It was his first movie he had done. Wow. Yeah. A horror classic. First movie he had done is a horror classic. Like, right out the gate, just fucking knocking it out the park. (laughs) I remember when Scream came out, I was a kid, and I I was like, that looks really scary. Uh, And my mom was like... My mom was just like, hell no, there's no way in hell you're ever going to watch it. (laughs) So I always, like, had to sanction myself from Scream. Scream Uh, is, like, what modern horror movie, like, it did, it's so, it did so much for the genre. Oh, yeah. It's it's crazy that he just, like, came out the gate with that one. Yeah. And, like, if you think about how the best horror movies are... They're always the self-aware, the most self-aware horror movies, and that that's just such a good thing to have in your in your film. Uh, and you can credit a lot of that to Scream. Like Scream, fucking wrote the textbook of how to be a self-aware horror movie. Yeah, I don't think we need to rate Scream because we obviously love Scream, and it's obviously a cl- a classic. I would rather actually not rate Scream. Just leave yeah. it as a classic. I'm going to give it a 2 out of 10, but I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it... I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, this is, like... It's transcending the horror movie while still being a good horror... Like, that's such a... That's so fucking tricky. Oh, yeah. 
and yeah, it, it, the the performances because like on fa- at face value, you watch like the trailer to that, and you're like, oh, that's like a. It just looks like a stupid high school slasher movie, but it's so much smarter than that. I know a lot of people who think that that's all Scream is. It's just like a stupid slasher movie. I mean, they're obviously mm-hmm. not into horror because if you were, you'd probably seen you'd probably seen Scream. But yeah, yeah, uh, and there's I'm it's just, a smart slasher. If you think that about Scream, you are missing out. You need to watch Scream. If you're if you like horror, you should watch Scream. Hey, pencil dicks. Hey, Poindexters. <laughs> <laughs> if you ain't seen the movie Scream, why don't you go watch it? I can't. Hey. I can't imagine that we have like many listeners who aren't at all fans. <laughs> like, period. But in the future, when this show is huge, I can't imagine many of our many many fans won't be horror fans. Like, it's just yeah. something we talk about so often. <laughs> yeah, I think I think most of our general ideas circle back to horror. You gotta love horror, and you gotta love obscure sports genres to enjoy oh. the show. <laughs> and the you, show Dinosaurs. <laughs> you have to either love Marvel movies like Darren does, or hate them like I do. <laughs> so he admits it. He <laughs> finally admits that he hates the Marvel movies. You you hope Endgame flops. I know you do. Well, you that's not, flops. Darren, it's not entirely true. I liked Spider-Man 3, and I liked the amazing Spider-Man 2. <laughs> Ah, The Amazing Spider-Man 1 is my favorite uh, Marvel movie. And obviously, Ant-Man is an unassailable classic. I watched Ant-Man and the Wasp again this weekend, uh, but I didn't want to mention it because... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A little too on the nose. (laughs) We always talk about it. Um, Jake, we got to wrap this up, though. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts about Scream, or are uh, are you all... Is that book shut for you? Uh, it's a really good movie. The TV show is something else, dude. I haven't even seen the TV show. I watched it. I watched it, is all I have to say. <laughs> have you seen... It's crazy because Scream does almost... It's almost exactly Riverdale. Like, those shows are <laughs> so similar in so many ways. I... Don't think I've seen all of Scream, and I know I haven't seen all of Riverdale, but I just know that they're like <laughs> near I identical. Seen, I haven't seen any of either one. Oh, and you know what? The the killer, the boyfriend from Scream, not Matthew Lillard, but the other guy, he Are plays the, the Jughead's dad. Or no, uh, fuck! I'm thinking of a scary movie. Goddamn! <laughs> I can't uh, remember. His name's Billy in the movie. He's, yeah, I'm uh, Billy, the the guy with the. He's like cut. He's the cut guy. Yeah. Yeah. He plays Jughead's dad in Riverdale. I don't know who I don't know who Jughead is. You don't know Jughead? You don't know Archie I don't, at all? I know. I don't know River I don't know Riverdale at you all. You don't know Archie? I no. I Well, I used to read Archie comics, but uh you don't, don't remember Jughead. I don't retain that information. Oh my god! Well, he's one. He's one of the Sprouses. I'll tell you that much. I remember. I always, whenever I would see Archie, I would just skim through Archie. So like, I would get the Sunday Funnies. No, I Darren, like, I don't want you to tell this story. It's not interesting. I would read the buckets, <laughs> all those, 
I would actually read them, and then when Archie came up, I would skim Archie, and then what? And then re- actually read like Garfield. Oh yeah, because Garfield's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, Darren. I didn't know any better, dude. Uh, do you have any closing thoughts? Um, if you like Archie, good for you. You know, to each his own. Um, get your taxes done. Uh, it's starting to get coming at fucking tax season. Don't, don't Wesley Snipes yourself. And, um, treat yourself like, you know, if your back hurts, lay down. I think I'm going to do that. Nice, Darren. I have one final thought and please just don't comment on it. Okay, Darren? I won't say anything else for the rest of the podcast. No, you can say goodbye, but please don't comment on what I'm about to say. I will only say goodbye for the rest of the podcast. Good. Starting now. Uh, Liam Neeson said that he set out to kill a black man. Okay. That's all. Remember. Dr. Strange Goodbye.